Agatha Christie's Strange Runaway. All the details of the strange disappearance of Agatha Christie in 1926. Here is an investigation of a strange disappearance during 11 days of a person who remains the indeniable queen of the English crime novel. A departure from mysterious styles. On the evening of December 3, 1926, Agatha Christie climbed the stairs of her stairs house to kiss her seven-year-old daughter, Rosalind. The child is already asleep and does not notice the departure of her mother, who leaves around 10 p.m. for a night drive in the English countryside behind the wheel of her Maurice Coley. From Sunningdale, where she resides near Hoscott, Agatha Christie drives to Guildford, Surrey, in the south of England. The next day, it was a young gypsy man who discovered the Maurice Colley bird in a bush in Newlands Corner near Ceylonpool, a legendary pond of strange immobility. The car found is not looking really accidented. The headlights are still on, and inside there are clothes, a suitcase, a handbag, and papers, including a driver's license. According to a Surrey Advertiser article entitled Guildford Mystery, published on December 10, 1926, it is reported that on Friday, December 3, Agatha Christie first went to visit friends in Dorking, located east of Guildford, at 5 p.m., friends she left at 6 p.m. For Le Siècle newspaper of December 9, 1926, the brother of a novelist husband received from her a letter with content that he considered unimportant and said he had thrown it away. However, he had kept the envelope, which was concealed on 4th of December at 9.45 a.m. from southwest London. Two other letters were left by Agatha Christie. In the newspaper Le Journal of December 13, 1926, it is written, She left a note on the table addressed to her secretary, saying that she would call when she arrived at her destination. And later in the same article, when leaving home, the novelist left a letter for her husband to open when her body was found. The first two seem contradictory, and the third, sent after an accident, has content reported by her brother-in-law as commonplace, but correctly addressed to her recipient. However, it is curious to keep the envelope of a presumed unimportant letter while getting rid of the letter. This is less well-known, but there is also mention of a fourth letter also sent by Agatha Christie on December 4th to her other brother-in-law, James Watts, her sister's husband, to inform him of her intention to visit a spa in Yorkshire. Arrogate being the most famous spa in the county, she probably thought her other brother-in-law would understand the case where the authorities would tell him, which he didn't do. Mysteries in the Mystery 
le siècle newspaper mention that the letter was mailed two hours after the time the abandoned car was discovered. The Surrey advertiser states that the Morris Coley was discovered at 8 a.m. on Saturday, found trapped in a hedge on the edge of a shark peak covered with frost. Later, the Surrey advertiser article is a curious testimony of Mr. Callister. Following the release of Mrs. Christie's description, several people reported seeing her. Mr. M. Callister said that one hour before dawn on Saturday morning, a woman with a water hat and with frosty hair came to him in Newlands Corner and asked him to start his car. The man, actually named Mac Callister, did so and specified that the woman left for Clondon. On the map, West London is located northeast of Guildford in the direction of Kingston upon Thames on southwest London. It is not known precisely from where and by what means Agatha Christie was able to return to London, where she probably took a train to reach the water city in which she was found 11 days after her departure, Narrowgate, in North Yorkshire. At the beginning of the research, it was asked whether or not the author of Roger Haycroft's murder, his last novel published a few months earlier, had herself mailed the letter to her brother-in-law in London. It was discovered that Agatha Christie, after a diner, had spent the night of Wednesday, December the 1st, in her Southwest London club, the Forum Club. She could have entrusted the letter to someone, say, the siècle, on December 9. At least, we finally have a solution to the mystery of a destroyed letter. According to the Surlife website, it said, during the investigation, it appeared that she had actually written to her husband's brother to tell him that she was feeling unwell and was heading to a spa in New York, but that she arrived at the hotel under the pseudonym Teresa Neal, the same name as her husband's mistress. If Agatha Christie was driving a car in the early morning of Saturday, December 4th, what car was it? In any case, Mac Allister later said that the car had four seats, and not two as initially thought. For her part, after seeing a picture of a missing woman in a newspaper, a resident of Albury Heath, a village south of East London, Mrs. Kitching said, without knowing whether Agatha Christie was driving or walking, that she recognized the famous novelist in the woman who, at midday smiling at her, was about to talk to her and finally walked away. Will we know the truth? There is an abundant literature on Agatha Christie's passing away and the important research that followed, for which Arthur Conan Doyle and Dorothy Sayers were involved, on her apparent amnesia, on the reunion between her and her husband, Colonel Archibald Christie, and especially on her motivation, which will remain in the mystery kept alive. Agatha Christie, 
black feelings in a freezing night. Since 1926, the surprising disappearance of Agatha Christie for 11 days has remained inexplained. Let's discover more about this incredible case that has never stopped questioning his fans and the entire press. Let us begin with a surlife seat reference to an interview given by Agatha Christie in the Daily Mail in February 1928, in which the novelist recounts how, on December 3, 1926, on the way back from a visit to a relative in Dorking, a relative who later turned out to be her husband's mother, she passed nearby a sharp quarry that would become the most famous in England. The Daily Mail interview tells us the queen of the mystery detective novel's version through presumed memories 26 months after the event. The idea came to my mind to bump into it. Agatha Christie told the paper. She therefore declares her wish on her return from Dorking to throw her car against the side of a cliff at the well-known geological site of Shear. But she immediately said, however, since my daughter was with me in the car, I immediately rejected the idea. She adds, that night I felt terribly unhappy. It is safe to assume that she had come to talk to her mother-in-law about her relationship problem and that she would emerge dissatisfied. According to most sources, shortly after her return to Styles on Friday, December 3, the woman who had published the murder of Roger Aykroyd a few months earlier leaves the stairs a little later to redo the afternoon journey. For the Daily Mail, Agatha Christie said... I left home that night in a state of great nervous tension with the intention of doing something desperate. She continues, When I reached a point at the road that I thought was close to the quarry, I turned the car off the road by doing down the hill towards it. I left a wheel on the car running. The car hit something with a jolt and stopped suddenly. I was thrown against the steering wheel and my head hit something until then, I was Mrs. Christie. According to her, the 36-year-old woman Agatha Christie has ended that night in December 1926. Back to the past. On Wednesday, December 1st, Agatha Christie went to London for dinner and spent the night at her club. It is more than likely that she stayed in London on Thursday, December 2, because she had to see her literary agents in the afternoon. In the evening, she travels to Escott, a village near Sunningdale, with her secretary Charlotte Fisher to take a weekly dance lesson. We know that on the morning of December 3, 1926, Agatha and her husband Archibald Christie quarreled. In August, Archie has admitted to having an affair with Nancy Neal for 18 months and this morning, December 3, Colonel Christie decided to move in with his mistress. During the day, Agatha Christie goes to her mother-in-law's house in Dorking. We also know that she drives there in her car and not by train, according to her 1928 statements to the Daily Mail. 
If it starts from Stars at that time, its probable route is Sunningdale, Shobham, Woking, West London, Wharton, Dorking. My estimate is day trip would be from one hour to one hour and 30 minutes. When she arrived in Dorking, Agatha Christie stayed with her mother-in-law for only one hour, between 5 p.m. and 6 p.m., despite the journey. Then she goes back home. The quarry she talks about in her interview, she says she saw it when she returned from Dorking to Sunningdale. In this sense, it is about a third of the way. Agatha Christie probably doesn't arrive near the geological seat until 6.30 p.m. Over there, in December, at this time, it is already dark. It is therefore more likely that she noticed the quarry on the way or that she was previously aware of the existence of the place. In any case, there is a possibility that she may have noticed the seat at another time, a time when she was in a different state of mind than the despair she mentioned in the Daily Mail interview. Agatha Christie will be back in styles around 7, 7, 30 p.m., according to the source. She left at 9.45 p.m. or 10 p.m. She claims that her daughter Rosaline accompanied her on the afternoon trip, and the story goes that the girl was already in bed before her second departure. Time to eat, change and write the letters on the Queen of the Cream novel for whom the different poisons no longer have any secret rushes around 10 p.m. for a night drive in the English countryside at the will of her Maurice Corey. For the sole purpose of smashing her car on her person together to a shard cliff, Agatha Christie in weekend. Leaving Sunningdale on a Friday evening at around 10 p.m., not having had to drive openly, not before the place she had, in her opinion, chosen, the novelist was able to drive safely. She did not decide to throw herself somewhere in the Basingstoke Canal, the Basingstoke Canal, which passes through walking on. In any case, she probably did not arrive in Newlands Corner until 11 p.m. However, there is one more question. According to most sources, she leaves Steele's to redo, at least in part, the afternoon's journey, yet in an article in the Mail Online, dated May 6, 2017, biographer Andrew Wilson states that she would first have gone in the opposite direction, northwest. He said, after driving aimlessly, she stopped near the river at Medan Height, but realized that even if she threw herself into the water, she was too good a swimmer to drown. Finally, she returned to Noron's corner. In this case, this would explain Agatha Christie's non-choice for the Basingstoke Canal, but more importantly, it could give sense in terms of timing, delaying her arrival to Newlands Corner until later in the night. 
This temporary disappearance of the Cream Queen remains a mystery to this day because no element of Agatha Christie's life during the night of Friday, December 3 to Saturday, December 4, 1926 is precisely known. All we know is that it was a winter night. At what time did she arrive to Neuron's Corner? Mystery. At what time did she leave? Mystery. On Saturday, December 4, shortly before daybreak, a cohort named Green, leaving southwest of Neuron's Corner, spotted an abandoned car with headlights that lit up the early morning darkness. Being on his way to work, Green decided to do nothing special. A little later, at around 8 a.m., a young gypsy named Jack or George, depending on the version best, also saw the lights of a car while walking his dog. He approaches and discovers a Morris Collet with the front pushed into a bush. At the same time, a certain Frederick Door, a car tester, came along. After seeing the vehicle, he called the police from the Neurons Corner Hotel. The press will remember Beth's names above all, even if his first name remains uncertain. The Maurice Collet is on a grassy slope with the rear wheels in the air and the driver's door open. The car is in fact not very damaged. Inside are various personal objects belonging to the novelist, including a driving license, about which is, it is often stated that it was expired. For her part, Agatha Christie is already far away. <laughs>